0: One of the things that you talk about often is the difference between being a manager and being a leader. It's it's one of the things that I definitely had to learn in in my work experience with leading people. You have to be encouraging. You have to make people feel confident in, in what their traits are. And it's not just about what it is that the work is. It's about the people.
1: KEPX
2: presents a Levine Media Production. This is Dignity Leadership with hosts
1: Brooke Coleman and Rich Levine.
3: Welcome back to Dignity Leadership. I'm Rich Levine. I'm the founder and co-host of Dignity Leadership Live. I'm with...
1: Hey, I'm Brooke Coleman, and I am the Chief Inspiration Officer and the other half of Dignity Leadership. You're the better half. I was going to say better. I don't think so, though. No, you're the better I'm half. a half.
3: <laughs> you're the beauty in the brains. I'm just the beast.
1: <laughs> no, you are the... Gosh, you're doing so much, Rich, honestly. We'll get into it, but you've done a ton.
3: I've done a ton. I just wrote a book and it's out. It's for sale. Yeah. It's titled, You Are Doing It Wrong. Stop Managing and Start Leading. You can get a (laughs) copy on Amazon, Barnes & Noble. We can show a quick copy here for everybody. If you're on YouTube... Here's a copy. But it's out. But here's, I got a surprise for you. So in this book, I'm not sure I can't open to the right page, but um, we did a show not too long ago. You know me. I know all my shows. It was episode 17, if you're watching on YouTube, and it was season two, episode four, whatever. I got them backwards. But anyway.
1: Yep. And it what was the title of the show?
3: It was um, How to Be a Better Listener. Awesome. Active listening. And we had Dr. Heather Barton Weston. Dr. B-Dub. Heather, Heather was on the show. And I actually that. took some of the stuff from that show and I put it in the book. Really? But I have a surprise for you. Okay. We've got our first call in guest today.
1: That has never happened before. It's
3: never happened.
1: Okay. And you you did tell me for all the listeners, all I have is there's gonna be somebody calling in. Yeah. It's a surprise.
3: And so <laughs> I've already teased it up, but uh, here's yeah. here's where I'm going. Okay. And I know she's already listening. I'm gonna bring her on here in a second. Okay. So there, I've given two more clues. <laughs> um, Heather, just come on. Bring Heather. Bring Heather onto the show.
2: Ah Hey guys, how are you? Hey. Good morning.
3: So let's let's go back in time real quick while we got Heather here. So part okay. of leadership and part of what I've been preaching all along is you got to learn, you got to grow, and you got to lead. So we transfer that. That's my why statement. Let's take that into real life. So number one and we do this at the end of every show, right? Mm -hmm. Say, all right, what'd you learn today? How are you gonna use it? And then who's gonna hold you accountable? Mm -hmm. So during the show that we had Mm -hmm. Heather on, Mm -hmm. this is about me, you guys are gonna talk about me for a minute. Mm -hmm. I said, I need to improve my active listening skills. Mm -hmm. And I said, I was gonna work on it. Mm -hmm. I said, I was gonna practice it. And I said, Kevin E, you ready for this? You're involved in this one, get that mic ready. ready. So, (laughs) So Kevin E, Heather, and you, are all my accountability partners okay all right so let's lay it all out this is attack the host good or bad how am I doing with my active listening skills I need be real be vulnerable this is working on the feedback I'm gonna to try to put it to good use. Yeah. Tell me the good and the bad. I gotta hear it. That's how we. That's how I grow. That's how I become better. So I don't. Heather, you you want to go first? Can I put you on the spot.
2: Sure, that'll work. Uh, <laughs> so overall, I would say you're doing quite well. I have still noticed that you wander a little bit, <laughs> more. but other than that, no, you have actually done much much better over the term that I've seen in the last time we had this conversation. You're better.
3: So, for our listeners that might have missed that other show wandering and I forget which step it was you came up with five steps in your show but it's basically being fully present and engaged during Mm -hmm. the whole conversation
2: yeah so it's step number two remember so we're actually the first one is shut up Everybody loves the first step shut up yeah but step number two is making sure you're engaged both physically and mentally in the moment yeah So I still notice that you roam a little bit, but on (laughs) on most of the occasions that we have conversations, you're with me. So yeah, you're doing better.
3: (laughs) And now from my perspective, thank you for that feedback. I needed Mm -hmm. to hear it Um, because it validates what I've been thinking myself. I have noticed that I do start to focus better. I know I'm not focused 100%. I still want to get into my red, be quick, be bright, be gone and wander. Mm -hmm. So I like to hear that, I've made progress, but I've got a ways to go. So now I'm going to toss it up. We're going to flip a coin. Heads, it's Kevin. Tails, it's Brooke. Okay. All right. I'm flipping. Kevin, what would you call? Uh, tails. And it's it's heads, <laughs> so you have to go. <laughs> how, have I, how have I been doing? You and I have a lot of conversations. We'll I would talk-
4: say considering we catch up every week, I'd say you're doing pretty good. And you never forget. And I have. So... <laughs> Now that's one of my
3: things. (laughs) Punctuality is one of my things.
4: So I would say you're doing a real good job considering we talk weekly.
3: Um, But I'm going to be a little more self-critical of myself in my conversations with you than you're going to be on me. When we talk, it's supposed to be a two-way transaction between you and I. And what happens is I end up dominating the conversation. You'll say something, make Mm -hmm. a statement, and I'll dominate it. And i got to work on with you on listening more in drawing more information out of you to put me in that listening mode so I can be a better help to you.
4: But it's helping me be a good listener.
3: But remember this. I'm honing
4: my listening skills. But
3: the exercise was not <laughs> for you to be a better listener. Right, it was right, for right. me okay. to be a better listener. I see All your right. point. Okay. So now let's let's bounce this over to to Brooke. How am I doing, Brooke? You're gonna give me I know I'm Okay, <laughs> let's have it.
1: Brooke is uh, yellow red. So let's see. Let me give you the um I'll go into the like honestly Honestly, there's two things where I've seen, and Heather, this would be interesting to get your perspective on in a second, but what you just said, cause you, you kind of, you, you did hone in on something you're asking a lot of questions, right? But then you're dominating that that self-awareness that's huge. That's going to help with the listening. <clears throat> but what I've found is, and we all do this and that was another one of our episodes. I don't remember which one, but where I'll we ask it. questions, um, to get the answer actually had hey, that might've been with you, but, but do we ask questions, but we're not even listening to the answer cause we're already moving on. Cause we either have our answer or we're jumping in, right? That was Heather. That was Heather. Yep. Yay. Okay. Um, <clears throat> something happened yesterday that cracked me up. We were, so we were driving up here. I'll just give a little bit back. And he asked me a question and I went into it and I was like, okay, I'm going to tell you what I think right now. And I'm going to go into the details. And when I say this and I went on and on and then I just stopped and I looked at him and I was like, did you hear me? He's like. I I didn't hear anything after the first five five words you said and I was like what you did hear me and you were listening and then you were laughing
3: because I didn't want to hear because it, it was feedback that was yeah. it was critical I needed it but I
1: didn't want to hear it So here's my take on it I think two things You are, what we just said a minute ago, you've had a ton on your plate and you've been doing a ton of work, which means you are hyper-focused. When you are hyper-focused, it's really hard to let any of the noise outside of your focus to come in. I think you're a phenomenal listener. I think that you've really learned that and you're, you're working on it daily and you've got to remind yourself to almost turn on that light switch of like, okay, I'm being so focused, I'm tuning everything out. That would be my, that is still that area of
3: growth. So maybe it's turning the light switch off. So shut off what I'm doing and turn on the switch for what others are doing so I can become more empathetic.
1: That active listening. And by asking the one question and then just sitting back, right? Yeah. Yeah.
3: Well, I'm doing better.
1: You are doing so better. So I appreciate
3: your feedback. Yes. I appreciate your help.
1: Okay. And... I need to say this too, because I'm learning something. When I give feedback, it's the Brooke way. Brooke always has gold that it's encouraging too. Sometimes I realize I go straight to the grain and it doesn't feel encouraging, even though I'm thinking, um, I'm clearly giving you great feedback. So from my loved one, I heard recently, Brooke, you're just always on my butt. That was not the word he used, but but it was like, no, I'm just trying to help you. So I hope that that does feel encouraging, even though you know there's work to do, because I always want really good feedback that I can improve on.
3: Well, it's part of my why statement, so I have to yeah. have it. I've cool. got to live it. And to be a quality leader, we've talked about this on a lot of podcasts, you've actually have to do the actions. and if you mm-hmm. if you don't do what you say, then you're breaking down trust, you're destroying hope. And then ultimately you're not given dignity and that's what the name of our consulting company is dignity leadership yeah Uh, so heather i know you pressed on time you got a you got any
2: yeah i actually have two things i kind of want to point out real quick and it was um it was uh two things that Brooke had mentioned the first one is um the fact that you have taken the step back to be able to identify when you're not doing and in the last conversation we had i told you you guys you guys should ask your friends What is reflection one Mm. of the hardest things for people to do is self-reflect right and that internal self-reflection is what allows us to be able to identify our pros and our cons and to allow us the opportunity to see where our growth can continue the other Mm. thing i want to add in there is that growth piece if you have not yet read the book um growth mindset by carol dweck i highly recommend it it is an amazing read also Um, And it really identifies areas to where as individuals, both professionally and personally, we where we struggle with being able to grow self-reflection and accepting um, critical feedback that we need to be able to better ourselves. So I think that's going to be something that if you continue in this track, you're going to do quite well in your active listening. path. So congratulations.
3: Awesome. Well, I want to be president of your time and I appreciate you jumping on today, calling in and helping us out being Absolutely. a uh, being a return thank you guys guest for
2: having me yes. and uh, Kevin, i hope everything's going well at home with your active listening and your and your other half
3: <laughs> we're work- we're all working on it we appreciate it thank you so thank you so <laughs> you much guys- for jumping in go
2: ahead
3: thank you thank you so much for jumping in we appreciate you
2: yeah not a problem you guys have a great time and i look forward to seeing you guys again soon Bye. thanks heather
1: bye all
3: right so that was a cool little surprise
1: that was cool actually i like these surprises
3: but did think I would. So here's the thing. Yeah. We've got to be aware of time because we have a guest in studio with us. Um, the guest mm. that we've brought on mm-hmm. is into journalism. Um, he's in uh, MVA stuff. i got to ask him about that. He was a bar manager, a manager of a pro MMA fighter. He's got a lot of really cool things going on. But before we get to that, we got to have a quick word from our sponsors.
4: Have you ever wondered how to be a better leader? Do you want to learn how to motivate your employees while trying to dodge corporate BS and being happier at work? Richard T. Levine, author and leadership expert, has written a new book with the answers you're looking for. In You're Doing It Wrong, Stop Managing and Start Leading, he identifies trust, hope, humility, emotional intelligence, and empathy as core leadership values. You can find the book on Amazon, barnesandnoble.com, and other book retailer websites.
3: Yeah, I don't know where we found that voiceover guy, but he's pretty freaking awesome.
1: Pretty great. I was very impressed. He's pretty good at that stuff. <laughs> Thanks, guys. You're yeah. welcome.
3: So without any uh, more delays, okay. I would like to introduce to our show, Deshaun Shepard.
1: Hi, Deshaun.
3: Hello, hello.
0: Very happy to be here.
1: Nice. How are you doing today?
0: I'm good. I'm a little exhausted from the uh, NF- NAF conference uh, exhibiting there this week, but... um. You know,
1: what I'm, is the NAF conference?
0: National Auto uh, Finance Conference. Uh, wow. Yeah, so okay. I had uh, I was fortunate enough to exhibit there this week, but it's it's been quite a long week, and I'm I'm missing my wife so much. I have her face on my socks right I now. I love so. it, you guys. You can't
1: see your socks right now, sucks, but they're awesome. They're blue socks yeah, I'm like with her beautiful on face on it and some hearts. They're awesome. <laughs> I love it. Yes. Well, she's she's with
3: us in spirit because we're yes. exactly it. exactly. Right. So let's um, so we you and I, Brooke. We met mm-hmm. Sean last year, a year ago. At this conference, when we came up here and we crashed the party, because yes. um, I have automotive in my background, you don't, but we crashed mm-hmm, the party. Mm-hmm. We're here where we met um, Deshaun, and things started going, going well, and our conversations were like, you know, started talking, exchanging information. I think Deshaun probably remembers that conversation. He's like, hey, podcast. I'm like, yeah, you want to be on it? He's like, heck yeah, I want to be on it. I'm like, cool. So with that, I'm going to ask you our first question.
1: Mm.
0: What is your definition of leadership, Deshaun? Ooh. Definition of leadership. So Sir. Ooh, that's a tough one. Um, definition of leadership is, and that's one of the things that attracted me to, to you actually. And one of the things that you talk about often is the difference between being a manager and being a leader. Um, it's, it's one of the things that I definitely had to learn in, in, in my work experience, which I'm sure we'll get into. Um, but I believe that, you know, leading people, um, you have to you have to be encouraging. You have to uh, uh, make people feel confident in, in what their traits are. And it's not just about what it is that the work is. It's about the people. Mm. So leading people, mm-hmm. not it, it doesn't matter the job. And I think one of the most interesting things about one of our first conversations um, is that, I, you know, I managed, you know, title work for Years and years, um, but I also managed a bar as well. And one of the things that you asked me was, what was the difference between the employees at the office and the employees at the bar? This, wasn't, this is not that much of a difference. It's that we're all people, and you're leading people. So it's one of the things that I had to learn in my experiences. So.
3: That's pretty awesome. Because I think when you talk about leadership, it comes down to... So management is totally different. Like, so the way you manage the title people and the way you manage the bar staff is going to be completely different than the way you lead um, so you're going to do two different things, but when it comes to leadership, you should be leading people in the same way, and that's you just touched on it. It's True. working with them and finding out um, what motivates and what makes them tick.
1: Right, right. And I got to say, I would love to go into your background a little bit. Your your background is so colorful, Deshaun, because mm. when I I just stepped in and said, "Hey, I got two questions for you," right, and one of them was. How long have you been in the automotive industry? And you said 19 years. Yep. 19 years this You week. don't look
0: 20. How can I know. You exactly, be? Right? What
1: in the world, right? And I know you get that question all the time because yeah, we so did that it's, last it's, year. It's
0: funny, and I, <clears throat> I regularly perform demos for potential clients, mm-hmm. and I go into my spiel about how I've been in this industry for 19 years, yes. and everybody's mouth drops every time, right? Right. Like, but, how is that possible? You know, it scares me, though. The moment that that stops, that's when I'm going to realize that I actually am probably getting old. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, I like to. I, I consider myself an old young man in nice. the industry. I, I actually started when I was fourteen years old. So, amazing,
1: amazing. Yeah. Okay. So hang on, fourteen
0: yeah. plus. Yeah, now I, I just. Whoa, 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 age, yeah. right, right. <laughs> <laughs> Easy so, to do the math. So
3: let's let's go into your question on yeah. the colorful background. So pick one. So you gave me a list of a lot of different things you did. Um, what's one of your T- dive into one of them, and let's let's talk about it from that perspective, what it taught you, whether it be m m a fighter bar manager working with titles or even journalism, pick one, and let's like dive into it for a minute, yeah, so
0: i mean i I, I would like to start with the bar actually because that's when I started to learn about what I was doing wrong as a manager Ooh, in I my love that. office setting, okay, um. I, I I reached out to a friend of mine. I always wanted to bartend. I'm a very social person. I like alcohol too. <laughs> um, yes. It's, it's like a hobby of mine. I don't want, I don't want to refer to myself as an alcoholic or anything like that, but um I was always interested in making drinks for people, all of my friends at parties. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? I could probably try bartending. And I had a friend who was managing a bar um in Baltimore, so I reached out and just said, "Hey, I'm I'm not a bartender. I have no experience whatsoever, but it looks like you could use someone to talk to people. I was actually, I would regularly visit and I noticed that, you know, people are just sitting there and the bartenders are kind of just minding their business, but you got to kind of talk to people, right? So I was like, you know, I can do that, that part. That is incredible
1: you, insight, man. It it is. There, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, right? So
0: mm-hmm. um, um, I said, I can do that part, but, you know, as far as like making drinks, I, I'll mix some whiskey and Coca Cola for my <laughs> friends, but if someone <laughs> asks for a complicated drink, I'm not sure I'm going to be able to do, you know, sure. whatever it is that mm-hmm. they need. Um, But the reason why I bring up the bar and and me learning about myself is because I was an employee at the bar and now I'm I have a a, a manager that I'm reporting to and now I'm with the other employees and they're telling me things that employees wouldn't say to me, you know, at at, at my full time job. so you know, in in that experience, I started to learn both positives and negatives um, mm. ab- about my boss at the bar. Yes, and I started to take that into my full time job um, because I knew how it affected me. I knew what I wanted out of my manager, and you know, I, I realized the effect, positive and negative, that certain things that you do as a as a leader uh, can have on your, your employees. So
1: that that is incredible. I, I gotta say, you you. What you just said here, I'm spinning because I'm going back on my week and going, oh, you just turned on like 10 light bulbs. Mm -hmm. You have no idea. So I'm going to focus in, but I got some work to do based on what you just said. (laughs) Um, The amazing part of what you just said too, though, is that aha moment of going to the bar and being an employee. So you step back. Here you are years and years in a business that you know, probably like the back of your hand at this point, right? At starting at 14. Better
0: than the back of mine. Yes.
1: Okay. Yeah. And you you sometimes this kind of goes into active listening too right you're almost on autopilot when you know something so well now all of a sudden you're in a new industry new environment and you're the employee again and you're looking at fresh eyes and fresh ears and the beauty of it too though is you knew your strength so you came in with what you already knew you were good at and all of a sudden there's that humbling moment of like i'm really good at this but oh my gosh now I'm getting that perspective that I haven't had in a long time. That had to change a lot, right? Right, and, I,
0: and, and I'm absolutely happy that you said that because that's another part of what I started to learn about myself being mm-hmm. an employee at the bar. Like I said, no experience whatsoever, and we also cooked food I cannot cook. <laughs> <laughs> um, I remember my very first customer asked me to pour a beer, mm-hmm. and I went over to the tap. Nothing but foam. Oh, no! I was like, this this is might not be for me. In two months, yeah. I became um, a supervisor of the night crew. Nice. So what that told me is, you know, there's people have leadership personalities mm-hmm. and 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 uh, you know traits about them, character traits. Yeah. Um, and it, it was just another, you know, you, you ran down a list, and we could talk about some of those other things as well. But I was just living in the moment, doing all of those things, mm-hmm. but. Every single thing I've ever done, I ended up becoming some sort of leader um, in whatever it is that I was doing and that really kind of just, you know, I, I, I poured a cup of foam and now I'm, <laughs> now I'm leading people. So that, that's, you don't have to have, you know, the skill of what the operation is, right. but you do have to be a good leader of people. So So nice. from a scientific
3: standpoint, you know, yeah. I love to get nerdy. So you go in and you're working in this bar. But what you did is you gave a visible display mm-hmm. of vulnerability. You went in there with a willingness to learn and to do things. And I, I know those employees had to see like, hey, here's this guy. And they probably first went through their mind was, why do we hire this person? They don't even know how to pour a beer. They can't mix a drink and they can't cook food. What value are you going to bring? But then they start seeing that you're how you interact with people, and then your willingness to learn, your vulnerability. And vulnerability builds yeah. up trust. Oh, yeah. And that's, I mean, I think that's huge. One, Here's a question I wanted to ask you. So you were, you went to the bar and you started working. And then you said you started learning about yourself and taking that back to your other mm-hmm. job. Can you, can you like elaborate on this? Talk us through our listeners. What did that look like for you? And what, what did you learn at the bar that you took to your We'll call it your other job, your professional job. They're all professional. I don't want to limit, but the job you've been in for
0: 19 years.
1: The office. Yes, the, o- the, the you, office. You yeah. actually mentioned it as the office. So what yes. was that shift?
0: So the number one the number one thing for me is that perception is reality, right? Mm. And And like I said, the person that hired me at that bar was a very close friend of mine, where he wasn't exactly a close friend with all of the employees at the bar. So... Um, there would be things that you know some of my coworkers at the bar would would tell me, and they were absolutely wrong about his character, mm. you know, um, and I knew things about him that they didn't know, yeah, yeah. and you know certain things that they would say, i'm like eh, i it's it's the m- impression that he's sure. giving off mm-hmm. um and something that I started to think about is that um during a certain time in my career, I would hear from certain people that. I was mean and it completely like shocked me, mm-hmm. genuinely shocked me because I, I thought I was a very nice person I'm very outgoing, like I said, I, sure. that's why I'm working at a bar. I like talking to people. Um, but what I didn't realize is that my actions, um, the way that I would respond to certain questions, I started to actually um, pay attention. Mm-hmm. I started to pay attention to, you know, did I just get smart with that person? Because I'm, I'm just in a funk right now, you know, mm-hmm. um, where before the bar, it was just every day. I'm just doing what it is that I'm doing. I'm an expert at this stuff. Right. I, right. I know everything. Not thinking about the, the leadership part um, and how you can affect people uh, on their everyday everyday life. So That was pretty powerful.
1: That was. I was thinking it's that human connection is what that human connection, there's no leadership. And, right. And
0: I'll I <clears throat> add that when I started to pay attention to to myself and the things that I was doing, yeah. my my work life became better.
1: Did your team become better?
0: Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. The whole the just employee retention, all of that kind of stuff. It's mm um, you could just tell that, you know, people were more encouraged. I, I noticed it. I know, and I know some of the things that I started to do, yes. um, like celebrating employees, acknowledging things. There's, there were certain things that I would never even think to do. Um, but I, I, I realized, you know, the effect that I could have on someone's life as a leader. So nice. So you, you talked about something that I really like and it, it's kind of like my story.
3: I was mean as a boss and not because so I'm a nice person, um, genuinely care. So here's what I'm trying genuinely to do. Yes, I, I, I genuinely cares. That's really important ca- I, genuinely, I yes. genuinely do care about people. But what happens is I started getting focused on the tasks and the end product and the me- uh, the metrics, the measurements. How do we get to where we need to go? And so I was taught um, by all my older mentors, nothing against them, but that's just the way they were brought up, is like, okay, here's how you've got to do it. You've got to right. hit these things. Right. So you just touched on it, and I learned on this. So here's what I want to say to people that are managers out there mm-hmm. right now that are focused mm-hmm. on, you know, got to hit my sales numbers, got to hit my budget numbers, got to get the project done on time. And you're saying to yourself, but I'm a nice person. Nobody's saying you're not a nice person. Right. But it's your approach and how you do it that starts to, it's putting the words into action. And so you've got to live that niceness. And if somebody is not getting their metrics done, or they're not hitting the sales goals, you've got to sit down and ask them and ask questions like, Deshawn, what's going on, man? You know, what's, how can I help you? Instead, what we do as managers, not leaders, and I was there, is, Deshaun, what the hell? You're f- you're five widgets short of this week's goal. Mm-hmm. Come on, get with it. Mm-hmm. Now, there's two different things. One of them, you're going to you're gonna break down and say, you're going to tell me what's going on, right? Because I actually showed mm-hmm. some care about you. Mm-hmm. Exactly. The other mm-hmm. one is, I'm like, just give me your numbers. I'm still the same person. I'm still a nice guy. I still go to church. I still mm-hmm. have my faith. I still take care of my family. Sure. That doesn't
0: change. Mm-hmm but it's the outward actions yep. that we deliver. Yep. And I started to realize that words, words are important. Words and are there's certain so ways important. of going about yes. what you're trying to get out of an employee, right? Mm-hmm. So um, an example that I always bring up is that um, one of the things that would always bother me is if someone uh, repeatedly asked questions and I, and I trusted the employee to just make their own decisions. Yes. Um, I I wasn't delivering my trust in the employees in an effective way. Sure. I wasn't. All you had to do was say, I trust you to make your own decisions. But Mm -hmm. instead, it's, you asked me this yesterday. Yes. You know, and there's there's a big difference. And they kind of start to shut down, right? Exactly, right. mm -hmm. Exactly. So um, I started to just think about, you know, better ways that I could uh, make employees understand that um, this is me trusting you instead of you know
1: that's interesting because you you both said nice i would say the same thing about me right um sometimes i just think i'm just pure sunshine right oh i'm so nice and getting to know you and yet when i was in that leadership that that key leadership role i let for me it wasn't because i'm not like honing in on the task i can and i will at certain times but that's not my mo what i did i wasn't mean i became completely disengaged truly with my staff the thing that actually for me feeds my soul interacting with people just like you said i am a people person i love it i completely disengaged with them and then and then we started to see things not go as well when i was engaged with them when i would meet with them give them vision give them i always called it like casting the net like wide this is why we do what we do they would walk away going, okay. I know what we're doing now, and I feel empowered. When I started disengaging, I couldn't even have a conversation with them. I wasn't even listening.
0: Mm-hmm. And and to, to your point too, with me starting when I was 14 years mm-hmm. old, a lot of these people I grew up in front of. Yes. Um, and then I entered a leadership mm-hmm. role. And what sucks is a part of the culture that I was used to is employees are in the break room saying whatever that, that mm-hmm. it is that they, you know, yeah. say. And I was a part of that. But the moment that I entered leadership, I all of a sudden wasn't sitting in the break room anymore. You
1: were like shutting yourself off. Right? Exactly. <clears throat> so
0: becoming disengaged. And um, you know, when I started to realize something like that, you know, you can there's things that you can do about that. And these people are family, friends. I, like I said, I've grew up with these yes. people, but all of a sudden now that I'm a boss you can't talk to me about certain things. And that's, that's not the case whatsoever. It shouldn't be the it case. It
1: should not be so. the case.
0: So
3: I wanna talk about the boss thing because you were a boss of a man, you managed a pro MMA fighter. But before we get to your story, we gotta have another quick commercial break. As a business person, you want your employees to grow and improve, but how can you cultivate them when you're buried at work? Dignity Leadership Mindsprint trains busy managers to be better communicators and trusted leaders in just 12 weeks. This program will help you learn how to understand your leadership style and how it affects your team. Use different communication techniques successfully to lead more effectively. Build trust with your team so they want to work with you. Implement your team's goals and strategy. Each week includes online courses, reading, and exercises to help you apply what you've learned. Once a week, you'll meet with your coach, to discuss progress, ask questions about readings and assignments, and get feedback on how you're applying the concepts at work. Dignity Leadership Mind Sprint. Are you ready to unlock your leadership potential? All right, so we're sitting here with Deshaun Shepard. We're talking about the personal journey that you've gone through.
1: This is such an incredible journey, by the way. I'm having so much fun on this conversation. I'm going to be really sad when it ends, which I means yeah, you're we, coming back yeah, to the I, I, I was thinking going. about
0: that when mm-hmm. you know, me and Rich would, would talk. I'm like, we might need you know do a part one, exactly. part two. Exactly, <laughs>
1: yes. Because we what this to. is, yeah. this is the meat. Yes. We're truly, and I know I'm so, we're going to get into the next part, but this what we've really learned, um, Rich and I, is that there's so many leadership options out there right dignity leadership what we what we really feel passionate about is bringing up those managers to one see themselves as the leaders they can be empower them and give them the tools they can be because so many times they're just swept into that role and then you're just out there kind of just trying to keep your head above water right so I'm loving this what your, your journey you're basically encapsulating what we do. And I just love it. That's
0: mm-hmm. exactly why I, for some reason, gravitated <laughs> yes, towards yes. towards you guys. So
3: Well, there's good vibes in the air. People Absolutely. pick up on it. Absolutely, yeah. good energy. So let's talk about you being a manager of a pro MMA fighter. Because I find this, so when I think of MMA fighters, I think of these, these guys that can literally kick anybody's behind. Mm-hmm. Snap them in half. All
1: I know is they wear shorts, they're all sweaty, there's <laughs> blood everywhere, and sometimes it's a cage. That's all I know. That's but, all I so know. So here's,
3: here's where mm-hmm. I kind of want to find out. I think they pro- they've got to have an ego, right? Because... I'm pretty sure when they get in a cage, they're like, a little bit. Oh, I'm pretty sure I'm going to mm-hmm. kick your butt, right? Because yeah. if they get in there and go, I'm pretty sure you're going to kick my butt, then they're going to lose. <laughs> it's over. <laughs> right, so so walk us through that journey about managing an MMA fighter. This it, is it, awesome.
0: It's funny that you say ego because the name of our uh, company was called Enticement. That was our whole thing. Oh, wow. Is, you know, yeah. confidence and being, you know, egotistical. But that's just all the part of the uh, of the game. That's the hype, right? Yeah, exactly right. But it, it's funny, and I I am far from, you know, being a fighter or anything like that the blood bothers me it was very one of the toughest uh you know things to deal with is watching my best friend fight so that, that's who I was uh managing was my best friend someone I grew up with since I was five years old wow so you guys see me I don't know if you could tell how small I am on camera <laughs> but this guy we were the same size when we were five years old sure. but he's big played running back in college wow. just all muscle um, just the complete opposite of me. So um You're well, all muscle, you just don't have as much muscle as he does. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> right, <laughs> right? It's all good. <laughs> as much muscle as you, Rich. No. Uh, <laughs> um but but what happened was he he entered the the fighting world and it's a very unforgiving sport all across the board. Um, as far as, you know, what it does to your body, Mm. um, the, the lack of income that's there. Mm -hmm. And he was just all about, you know, fighting, just focused on fighting. And there is not enough money in that game to just fully just, you know, just be training for a fight and not having a regular income. Um, so, you know, he expressed that concern to me and he, he knows all about me and my, you know, personality and my character traits. Um, so he asked, you know, I, I just need someone to go out and try to book the fights i can't walk into somewhere and say hey i want to fight i need someone like you to you know contact these people um so i agreed to it and we just went in head first no budget money whatsoever uh we barely spent any money at all um and what i started to learn about myself there is that i had the ability to get in contact with who I needed to get in contact with. And I I would come up with a whole bunch of different ideas, um, sports bars that show MMA fights. I'm calling every sports bar in Maryland and saying, hey, we have a local fighter who's on the rise. Uh, He's going to be fighting this weekend. Could we have a party here? I promise you that I'll bring at least 50 people. Mm -hmm. You know, we have friends. Mm -hmm. We're going to bring in some revenue to your bar. Um, So we would do events like that, and I was just the whole entire experience was unbelievable the entire time because we, we didn't know what we were doing, but we were doing it and it, it, it was a beautiful experience. But you had a vision though, right? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, with the whole enticement brand and we wanted to, one of the, one of our main goals going into it is there's this big uh, Baltimore promotion called Shogun fighting, right? Mm. And um, it's the biggest fight, biggest promotion um, in Maryland. And for some reason, Uh, They wouldn't allow Scott, his name is Scott Noble, they wouldn't allow him to fight at their events. Hmm. So when I became his manager, I got in contact with them and said, Hey, you know, he's, he's undefeated right now. He's Mm -hmm. knocking people out. What's going on? The guy said to me, he can't sell tickets interesting and i said well that's what i'm doing here now yeah i I guarantee you he can sell tickets and then you know he said all right well give it some time sign up for some other promotions and we'll Mm -hmm. you know we'll see what you got going on so i started booking fights all over the east coast and we were having people from baltimore travel to Massachusetts wow. you know like I'm showing these guys the following he that has the following now, exactly and mm. and we ended up getting the fight in Shogun and selling tickets to the arena there in Baltimore so that was a, a big goal that we that we ended up fulfilling
3: so here's what I picked up on that from yeah. a
0: leadership standpoint so you walk in there and this guy says
3: you can't sell tickets and you had a belief you had faith in yourself you'd never done this before But you said, yes, we can sell tickets, which was a vision, which gave hope and you did all these things that are like oh i got
1: it. okay go, go ahead Finish. no go go i just wrote down vision right before he said it i just want to point that out cuz what i was thinking the same thing leadership what you just what you just honed in on you're an entrepreneur mm-hmm. entrepreneurs have to have vision they have to have the confidence in who they are know who they are because you're going to get knocked down over and over again you're going to be told no a thousand times before you get a yes right yeah
0: yeah and i and and it's funny looking back on it i see that now but in that moment oh, yeah. I was just living in it, and I. But I that's didn't know.
1: what is the beauty of it, because you are honing those leadership skills in the moment.
0: Yes, yeah? and and also, and that, and that was another thing that fed into the whole leadership concept, is that I was leading my best friend. You know, he was looking to me for leadership. I was going to
1: a- ask something about that. Tell me about your friend's personality. It sounds a little bit different than yours.
0: Yeah, so yeah. you know, it, and it's funny. He he is outgoing and charismatic just yeah. as much as I am, but he. He he's a he's a football player with coaches and <laughs> like he he needs leadership. and He'll sure. be the first to tell you that. And he'll be the first to tell you that he needed me to lead him sure. and keep him straight. Um, so and, and that's something that I didn't realize that I was doing as well, making sure that, you know, he's sticking to his meal plans, making sure that he's living right to, to make weight before the fight. I had to kind of keep him in check. Yeah. Um, and what I I was very passionate about it because it was my best friend. And I realized that my passion was helping us succeed. I was very, very much into it because I wanted him to succeed as much as possible. And I, I wanted to do anything that I could to make That's that awesome. happen. So. Can I nerd out again? Please.
1: Yeah, this is so, so here's, good. So
0: here's what I'm hearing. So you are a manager, right? But you're
3: mixing these words in with leader. And so you were just saying that you had to make sure he made weight. Management. Yep. You had to make sure he ate his right meals and food. Management. Keep him in check. You had to keep him in check. Leadership. Mm-hmm. That's leadership. And then a lot of the other things that you brought in were leadership is, I mean, the, I could only imagine what this guy's thinking, like, dude, I can't sell any tickets. Don't worry, I got your back. Back your brother's play. You go out there, and you go, and you mm-hmm. sign up, and you get him in front of these best venues, and you mm-hmm. start doing it. What you did is you give him hope. You give him confidence. Absolutely. You give him inspiration. So there's there's two different things here I want to cover before you get too mm. f- too far. Mm-hmm. There's inspiration and there's aspiration. Mm. Okay. You inspired him to go out there and kick somebody's butt in front of a lot of people. He aspired. Okay. The difference is yeah. aspiration is he wants to do it. Yeah. He's doing a lot of things. He's lifting weights. He's eating right. He's doing these things. All management style things. Mm-hmm. He didn't have the belief or the vision or the vulnerability to put himself out there to go get it, that's where you come in with leadership. You made yourself vulnerable. Had you ever been an MMA fighter manager before?
0: No, not exactly. at all.
3: Have you ever sold tickets like that before? No, not Had at all. you ever been a bar manager before? No. See, this is where I'm going with this. You are vulnerable. You're willing to learn. And when you learn, you grow. And when you grow, you can start leading. You're like the, yeah. You are like the epitome, my friend, yeah. <laughs> of
0: what we-, we were. We were, yep. we were on television in months. Uh, now you're just on a podcast on YouTube. Is that okay with you? Yeah, right? right. <laughs> yeah. We'll, someday we'll be famous. Maybe.
1: You know, I think that one part that we, we didn't mention, we're saying all the other words though too, and this is critical for both who your friend was and who you are, is that you believed in him and you believed in where you could go. Could it have had failed? It could have failed. It could have failed, really. I mean, that's the reality of the world we live in, but it, but it didn't, and that's awesome. I'm not saying it you know like it it honestly sometimes and actually it flourished it flourished what it
0: what it did Mm -hmm. for me it it was my my greatest professional experience ever it it made me believe that i can do anything it made me it convinced me to shatter my glass ceilings so let's do
3: this let's tie all this together all these different things 19 years 20 years a lot of years of being very good in the in the automotive business becoming a bar manager managing a fighter tile what are all the commonalities where all those experiences how did that make you the person or the leader you are today transferable skills and that's
0: what Mm. I focus on and that's what I actually encourage all of my employees um, to realize about themselves is that you know what I what I what I learned about myself I started to realize I need to learn about other people then you need to start emailing the clients. If you're a very outgoing person and you like talking to people, you need to get on the phones. Mm-hmm. You know, let's, let's increase, yeah. you know, w- what it is that your skills are um, to the benefit of uh, all of us and the team. And, you know, I, I started to really uh, zero in on that and mm-hmm. showing everybody what it is that you can really do. You don't have to, you know, do the same thing every single day. There are other things that you can do.
3: Strengths. Strengths. That's a big one. We did a whole
0: show on strengths. So so give me,
3: give us your advice to all of our listeners out there that are managers that are looking to excel.
0: You, you know, rewind to earlier in your life. What what would you tell them? Yeah, I would tell them first, the, the, the very first thing you need to do is focus on yourself and learn about yourself. Learn, like, you, I, you know, you were asking at the beginning of the show, with some good and bad. Tell me the good and bad, and I thought that that was amazingly interesting because I I actually haven't done that. You know, I haven't actually gone to an employee and say, "Tell me about me. What do you think about me?" <laughs> yeah. You know, and I I'm gonna steal that actually. <laughs> um, but yeah, I would I would say definitely just learn learn about yourself and things that you can do better, mm-hmm. and actually be intentional about it. Don't just you know don't stop there. You know. Improve on the things that you know that you can improve on, and then learn about your employees. So active listening, resonating Mm -hmm. with them, you know, um, finding out what their talents and skills are, and and helping them to succeed in their roles.
3: So I want to I'm going to help you give you a little advice, and this is for all of our listeners too. Mm -hmm. And I did so me asking people what's bad about me and getting that feedback. Mm -hmm. Okay, if you just walk into your employees on Monday back at work and say, hey. I had this cool experience, and I want you to—I want you to give me the good and the bad. Here's what's going to happen: mm-hmm. you're not going to get anything from them. I lived this; I was that way, and I did it. So here's what we do on the show: we're going to do it here in a few minutes. We talk about this, and you can, here's what I want you to do with your team: is when you start talking to them and having conversations. When you're finished with them, say, "Okay, um, we just whatever." Let's say you're having a one-on-one meeting. So when you're finished, say, "Okay, what did you learn from today's meeting?" And then your employee has to write it down you have to write it down. I say, all right, now who's going to help hold you accountable make sure we take this learning and put it into practice? And then you're going to say at the end, you're going to say, so you're going to learn, you're going to grow and you're going to start leading. Now what happened, if I would have asked you on show number one Mm -hmm. what I'm bad at, you guys, I mean, nobody would have answered it. So what I'm Mm -hmm. saying is is it takes Mm -hmm. time to build up that trust in order to get that feedback Mm -hmm. because a lot of what happens in management, right, not Mm -hmm. leadership, in management, leadership takes time. But in management, I'll walk into you and say, um, You know, Sean, what you got any ideas on how we can make more widgets? And then you're going to give me your ideas, and I'm going to go, That's a terrible idea. Mm -hmm. Why? Because it's not what I wanted to hear. But once you start building that trust, And then you start giving me some feedback and I start listening to it. I might not put it into place right away, but I don't shut you down. That's when you start crossing that bridge. So Mm -hmm. my advice to you and anybody out there that wants to do this, it's a great great skill to have to ask people, hey, what can I improve on? It takes time. Mm -hmm. If somebody comes out right at, and you're going to find somebody, Mm -hmm. just take the law of diffusion, it's out there. 10% of the people, somebody's just going to say, you know what, Sean, here's what you really stink at and you need to fix this. You're going to be like, whoa, it's going to hit you Mm -hmm. hard. Yeah. 80% Eighty percent of them are gonna be like, "Hmm, I don't. Let me think about this." You got to yeah. build
4: up
0: the trust. Ten percent of them are like, "Nope, I'm never gonna tell yeah, you no, that. No. I'm never going there," and that's fine. That's and that's one of the things that I learned about myself when I started to focus on yeah. that is that one of the privileges that I have, and I and I, I acknowledge that this is a privilege, and I, I use this to my advantage. Mm-hmm. Is that. I was always comfortable speaking with leadership and those above me because mm-hmm. I started when I was fourteen. I know these people. I know yeah. you guys. I'm not afraid to bring up, you know, certain issues that I want to address. Um and then I, I you know, em- employees would tell me certain things. But then the president of our company would have a floor meeting, and I'm like, this is an opportunity to say right. what it is that you were complaining about. <laughs> yes. And then he'd, he'd ask the they floor any down. questions, and I'm looking around, I'm like, why isn't anyone saying anything? Right. Um but then I realized, you know, everyone's different, and yeah. you can't you you can't expect everyone to be as comfortable as you are. Right. But, but what 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 you can do as a leader is be an ally and an ad, advocate yeah. for those who aren't always comfortable. Or you can, like you said, what make them you know feel comfortable enough to to uh, address certain with things them. with you.
3: Yeah. Yeah. All right. yeah. I got a quick question for our producer Kevin E. How are we doing on time? Because I kind of lost track when we got started. You're about forty five minutes. We're forty five minutes in. Yep. Oh, dang. All right, so with that, we <laughs> gotta run to a quick break.
1: Are you ready to unlock the potential of your team? You know good relationships are built on trust. And this starts with knowing yourself, knowing your team, knowing who you are communicating with, and knowing how they will respond.
3: But how do you do that?
1: Engagement.
3: What is that?
1: Engagement identifies your strengths, opportunities, needs, and productivity. Increase communication trust and connection enable you to reach your full professional potential today and in the future.
3: Okay, then what?
1: Engagement is a unique and proven tool that helps clients experience higher sales and profits while increasing productivity and customer loyalty. You can unlock the potential of your team. Discover how your business can benefit from engagement.
3: Dignity Leadership Consulting, Learning, Growing, Leading. All right, so I got a question. Welcome back to the show. But
0: I got a question for you. You did our engagement survey. Yes. And what would you think? I, As I was answering the questions, I was saying to myself, I still have a lot to work on. Yeah. <laughs> I, I knew that, and, and uh, I, I like that, you know, you, you encouraged me to just be honest as possible while you're answering mm-hmm. the questions. Um, but, like, I would read the question, I would read the answers, and I'm like... My answer is the wrong thing, here. No. <laughs> but but yeah, and I but you know when I received my report, I immediately uh, emailed Rich, and it, I couldn't believe you know um, how accurate it was um, about you know me and 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 the way that i approach things it was it was very very insightful so um i i I would like to reread it a couple of more times but it was it was pretty shocking
1: that's cool yeah
3: yeah so we've been a little pressured on time so when we do the engagement yeah we go through them and then we coach them Mm
1: -hmm.
3: i've been slipping with deshaun i haven't gone through the coaching exercise with him we've been busy been doing different things i owe him that Mm -hmm. um but i just i had um I had a client call not too long ago, and I've known this client for a long time, probably 15, maybe 20 years. But I've only met him in person one other time, twice, twice in those 15 years. And he reached out to me, and we were going back and forth in DMs. I said, hey, you know what? Go do our engagement assessment, mm-hmm. and I'll, I'll walk through this. And um, he's been, uh, honestly, probably 30 years, maybe 40 years in the automotive industry. Mm-hmm. So I went through the one-on-one coaching session with him. And he was finished, and I'm like, kind of like, okay, I think I reached him. Mm-hmm. Five minutes later, I get a text. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's all he said. And I'm said, is that a good wow? And he's like, he goes, you totally opened up my insights mm-hmm. onto what motivates me, what I need to look for in a job, mm-hmm. why you know some things bother me about the job I'm in right mm-hmm. now. It's like he's like, bam, door mm-hmm. wide open. I'm like, yes. We did, and that's a person that's been doing this for a long time yeah you think you'd know I mean so it's never too late to learn Well, well
0: 30 years in when, actually, when are we scheduling meeting? I know when are you scheduling <laughs> next it? Week, I'll wow, wow moment. Next, week, next week we'll make sure we'll okay. make sure we
3: get it on the calendar yeah, I owe okay, you that okay. I, okay. and I apologize that's that is not how I do things um,
1: that is not how Rich does no, things no
3: no and it's embarrassing but I, you know what I'm being vulnerable I gotta uh, I gotta mention up all right so we've got if I'm correct on time we're down to about 12 minutes left. Oof. All right. So at the end of the show, we always do our... We always <laughs> Completely
1: do f- accurate. I would say we've got about yeah. 30 and there's five left. <laughs> so here's here's
3: what we're going to do. We're going to run through it. So Kevin E's going to jump in with yeah. us. Deshawn, you're going to jump in with us. So we're going to go through my why statements, my mm-hmm. favorite part of it. So we're going to talk about what you learned today. Um, mm-hmm. We're going to talk about... Um, so that's the learning, growing. How are you going to use it? And then we're going to talk last about who's going to hold you accountable. Mm-hmm. So... Brooke, it's up to you and I because Kevin, you know, i always putting him on the spot, and he's like, "I get it." I've been putting him on the spot. Yeah. So between you and I, we'll go first. Um, do you want me to go first?
1: Yeah, I want you to go first. I've okay. got thoughts this time. So what? I know no- you've
3: been writing things down. You're awesome. I mean, I'm over here with all my gadgets, and I didn't write a dang thing down. Yeah.
1: Put it. Put it on me for just a second.
3: You want to? Oh. Let me
1: show you my paperwork. Do you see what it says? It says business meeting notes. And this one is all filled. I'm ready. Sometimes I don't remember things, but today
3: you got it. So, do you, okay. you want to ask me the question first?
1: Yes, yes. So, what did you learn today?
3: I learned the importance of vulnerability and vision, yeah, and what it does in the end. The things you were telling us that you're doing, you had no experience doing that. You didn't have any experience winning the automotive industry. You didn't know how to bartend, and you didn't know how to lead a fighter but you had the vision and the faith that you could do it. Mm. There was nothing stopping you. I heard Mm -hmm. it in your voice. That's Mm -hmm. what I learned is what you've got to have is you've got to have a willingness to step out of your comfort zone,
2: Mm.
3: willingness to fail, which Mm -hmm. is the vulnerability side, Mm -hmm. and then having the faith to see that even whether or not it's going to produce the thing that you're going to keep going down that because you know somehow it's going to impact somebody and be a benefit.
1: That's good. How are you going to use that?
3: We're not there yet. We got to go around. Oh, we're Everybody's all doing ask, learning first? Yes, I'm getting we're ahead all of myself. Sorry.
1: I was ready to go down the list. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My red. So, what did okay. you learn? What did I learn, man? I got a lot of notes over here. This was good. I'm going to start taking notes like this every time. Yeah. I love, okay, when you said bar versus office and the setting, and that's when things just started like going off for me perception versus reality. And that vulnerability of paying more attention, there was something about that that I realized there's even a part of me right now. Um, with where I'm at just in my, my own life journey and everything else, that perception versus reality, I'm, I'm going to hone in on because without that, I know, I know naturally I'm a great leader. I am, I, I, I have natural abilities that other people have to learn. I still have a lot to learn though. And there are things that I have to put in place and, um, I'll go into more of that when, when like how I'm going to use it, but without the perception versus without like being aware of both pieces and honing in deeper, I cannot grow. Yeah.
3: Kevin E. Oh, I'm going third? Well, yeah, third. why not? All right. Sounds good. You're on first this time. We're going around
4: the circle. Yeah, yeah we're going true. around the
3: circle. We're going <laughs> clockwise.
4: <laughs> yeah. Um I think well you kind of stole mine this time, Rich. The no, vulnerability we can thing the was also awesome. All yeah. right. Yeah. That that's but I uh it struck me more, not as much in the, uh, when Deshaun was talking about the automotive and the bar industry, but the MMA manager thing. That's mm-hmm. really stepping out of the box and having willingness to fail. Mm-hmm.
3: Thank you, Because what happens if you fail on that? He kicks
0: your butt. Right. You have no idea what's going on. Yeah. And, and you could end up in the hospital. <laughs> You'll <And end> with, <laughs> I'll just say, you end up with an ass whooping. <laughs> and then that, that was one of the things that I would definitely was, was, a little fearful of is, you know, we're, we're selling uh, all these yeah. tickets and we, we have a hundred people driving to Massachusetts and if you get knocked out in the first round, man, then yeah. what, you then know? What? So that was, yeah. That's that pressure. Was, was some scary stuff to deal with. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. So what did you learn? Uh, I really love that you said inspiration versus aspiration. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, there's, there's a big difference between that and you're absolutely dead on. And you know, if you, you, you can inspire those who aspire, you know? So yeah. I awesome. want to take that with me. Cool. All right. That's okay, up we're round going two. back
1: again. Round two. Where we need a bell. Ding, ding. I, know, I was thinking that. Just
3: for the MMA fighter.
0: Where's the bell? <laughs> I, I know
1: that much about it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> You're giving me PTSD. Uh,
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: we don't know what we want to I'm do. like, He <laughs> you didn't get knocked out. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> round two. I, I might get, g- get
3: knocked out on this Whoa. one because I know a question's coming. come and hit me with it.
1: How are you going to use what you learned?
3: Um, I... It it goes. I tend to be a perfectionist. I want to be. Mm. I want things to be right. I don't want to screw things up. Yeah. And I've got to learn to be a little bit vulnerable and understand that it's the vision, it's the end goal, yeah. and it's not necessarily the way I might say it has to be done. Yeah. There's more than one way to get to, from A to Z. And uh, we might take a couple. We might go around the O a few times and do a <laughs> couple circles and just get stuck. But. Huh. Um, part of it is, is you got to keep moving and yeah. get, I think for me, that's where it comes in is the vulnerability side. It's like, look, you're stuck, mm. but you got to keep moving. That's, that's it that's, for me. That's good. All that's right, bro. Good.
1: Yeah. Would you,
3: me. what are you going to, how are you going to use this?
1: I need to go back and this is, this is kind of where it is. I need to do an inventory and, and be really honest with myself. That perception versus reality. Like What? What am I bringing in? Do you know how we create our own stories in our mind, right? And oftentimes, the stories we're telling ourselves aren't the real story. I mean, we we do it all the time. We can be our own worst enemy, and we've got to be so yeah. careful about the thoughts and and what we're what we're going through. And I am an overthinker. I analyze and reanalyze and analyze. I was telling um, Rich and Emily before the show. I didn't sleep at all last night. Like I I'm in this place where I'm just constantly thinking of all the what ifs you know
3: i just thought you didn't get your makeup on today so that's yeah. what so that's what
1: happened no no my makeup's on now i yeah. know but I, I can see
3: i can see a little bit of the tired and that's I you, am, being, that's I am you tired. being vulnerable and
1: i yeah i am being vulnerable it's been an interesting yeah. time you know time and it what whatever that is but part of that that's just it it's that perception versus reality so how i'm going to use it is just I, I need to take an inventory right now a self-inventory that's where i'm at yeah what about you kev
4: um, I think – I've had a pretty good career history as far as stepping outside the box, but it's been a long time since I've done that. Mm-hmm. I haven't been as vulnerable in uh, recent years as I should be, so I'd, I'd like to work on that. Nice. So you're going
3: to work on being more vulnerable.
4: Exactly. Yeah.
0: Okay. For me – uh, so, yeah. I, I, so inspiration. Mm-hmm. I, my, my story is, is inspirational mm-hmm. as an adjective, but I need to inspire as mm-hmm. a verb. Um, so I, I think I need to be more intentional about, you know, inspiring people because, you know, you pointed out the things that were inspirational as far as what I was doing with my best friend, Scott, but I wasn't intentionally inspiring him. And I think that if I could effectively do that, Mm -hmm. then that would benefit a lot of people.
3: Well, sometimes having the, yeah, just doing it right. And, and going with it. And this is what I've learned, um, through my career. I learn a lot from, you know, hey, you're doing it wrong. And when it goes wrong, you're like, that didn't work. But when you do it right and you just touched on this, when you do it right and it works, you're like, hmm, you just keep going about it. Right. And then now I think we just hit the aha moment for you where it's like, okay, ins- inspiration, I need to be intentional, which is That's That was just powerful. Awesome. That
1: action, that verb, yeah. I love that. Mm-hmm. All
3: right. So we're going to flip something. I'm going to oh, flip okay, the script. Okay. We're going to mm-hmm. reverse the clock and go Ooh. backwards. We're going to stay with Deshaun because I like what he's talking about. So how, how are you going to put this into action? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Who's going to hold you accountable? That's uh, we just talked about the action, but who's going to hold you? Who's going to be your accountability partner so you can check in with whether it be once a month, once a week, but routinely just say, "Hey, I'm working on this inspiration thing. Here's where I'm at." You, awesome. I love doing this. I really do. I know I do. He as long as you're this. okay with it, <laughs> heck yeah, I'm okay with it. Yeah, yeah. And we
0: just got to get that first meeting out the way. We will. Well
3: we've, well, we've got one on the calendar for next Friday. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and that's
0: right awesome. Kind of, and I just want to thank you because you know when I met you, that was my second conference, and I'm oh. telling you, I'm, what that was you're my like second a pro. And that's another thing about the bartending and transferable it till skills. you make it. Yeah, exactly right. But the the bartending thing gave me that sort of experience, and I mm. I, I set up bars at different events and talked to people and stuff. So when I ended up at these events, I'm like, it's the I same can do thing. this. Yeah. And it all I'm doing same. is talking about yep. something that I've done my whole life. Yep. Yeah. Um. But but I just wanted to to thank you because uh you have been very very intentional about you know our relationship and continuing that, and I I really appreciate that. So nice. You're welcome.
3: All right, we're going to reverse again because okay. I got to go because now my brain's flooded. So, <laughs> um, I do the same thing with yeah. Kevin E. So Kevin and I, Kevin E. and I meet once a week. You and I are meeting biweekly, which is fine. You got to set up a cadence that works for you.
2: Yeah.
3: Um, and here's the thing: is we always hold each other accountable, and if one of us misses, we reschedule and we figure it out.
4: Mm.
3: All right. So let's put this into real life practice. If you're a manager out there. Mm-hmm. and you're having a one-on-one meeting with mm-hmm. your with your staff. Let's say you've set it up. Whatever your cadence is, it's weekly. Every Friday at, at 1 o'clock, you're going to meet, and you're going to talk about what went on. If you were the manager and you cancel that meeting, mm-hmm. you're sending a bad signal. You're telling them that you no longer care about them, they're no longer important to you, and you no longer trust them. Now, you're no, you don't have to say a word. You just hit cancel, but right. that's the signal you're sending out. Now, If you are the employee, listen to this, Mm -hmm. and you have a one-on-one with your manager and you're going, oh my goodness, oh my goodness, I hope he cancels this week or I hope she cancels this Mm -hmm, week or I really mm -hmm. want to cancel or I'm going to find a way out of this, Mm -hmm. you have a problem Mm -hmm. and it's probably you're either working for the wrong person or you're in the wrong job and you're not inspired. Mm -hmm. And what we need to do is we need to help you find you a role that's going to make you happy and get you going. Because if either one of you is always looking for a way out that is a terrible relationship. And, and put this into, like, mom and dads or husband-wives mm-hmm. or spouse-on-spouse, spouse, whatever the relationship is, and one of you wants out, mm-hmm. that's toxic. Right. If one right. of you wants out, if you're the manager and you want out, that's mm-hmm. toxic or want the employee, that's toxic, vice versa. Yeah. So that's um, that's my words of wisdom. So let's go on to Brooke. <laughs>
1: um, accountable... I don't know if you have space, and I rarely ask uh, people to do this, but Deshaun, I would love to meet absolutely. with you.
3: Absolutely. absolutely. We we made a connection. Awesome. Hey, I didn't say who's going to hold me no, accountable did. to my vulnerability.
1: You are kind of going on, so I just was going to yeah. let you. Um, we were going to come back.
3: Kevin, you and I meet once a week. Yep. Wednesdays at 6. Yep. You got to... You got to slow me down because we talked about this earlier in the beginning of the show. I- I'm putting this one on you. Sometimes you just got to say stop talking. It's my turn. Um, Rich, you're not <laughs> being vulnerable. And it, it, dude, you're not gonna piss me off, okay? Might get frustr I might get frustrated, but I need you to do that to help me.
4: All right, and yep. that will help with my vulnerability. Yeah. Sweet. All right. What about you,
1: Kevin? Who are you gonna keep it? Who? Oh, of course. Same. Yeah, like going back. Okay, I like that. I feel like more happened in this meeting than has happened in a Did couple months So for we me. got everybody
3: yeah. going. All right. Yeah. So that's a uh, that's another wrap on a wonderful podcast. I want to thank Deshaun Shepard for flying in all the way from Maryland to Texas. Thank just you, to <laughs> Just <laughs> yes. to be with us. It was Next an time awesome we show. meet,
1: it's in Maryland for blue Crab.
3: Exactly. So, on, on hot dogs. On hot dogs. Yeah, if you want any more information on what we can do for you at D- uh, Dignity Leadership Consulting, find us on the World Wide Web at dignity-leadership.com. Keep paddling.
1: Keep paddling.